Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. This is Joe Lynch and the Logistics of Logistics podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's topic is the customer is the hero with my friend, Tom Augenthaler. Hi, Tom. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Doing great. Tom and I have been blabbing about this topic for probably the last hour. So we better hit record before we wear each other out. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I could hear Tom talk about this topic all day, though. He's got fantastic insights, and I think you're going to learn why in a minute, why he has those, and then you're going to hear those insights. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Tell us a little bit about your early life. Yeah, sure. I grew up in New York on Long Island, to be specific, and grew up in a nice, beautiful little town called Port Washington on the North Shore of Long Island, and I had a great childhood there. Learned how to sail and do all these wonderful things. Did a lot of fishing growing up and boating and just really had a great time. It was a wonderful place to grow up at the time that I did. It was really nice. And then, you know, eventually left New York once I graduated college and everything and have moved around different parts of the country and until I settled in Texas. That's quite the move from New York to Texas. <laughs> well, it was a gradual thing. It wasn't like I just jumped from New York to Texas. <laughs> I, I went to Boston where I went to uh, graduate school and stayed there for a few years. And then I figured I needed to leave the East Coast to get a different flavor for the country. I just wanted a different experience. So I moved to the next best business city I could think of, and that was Chicago. And ended up living in Chicago for about four years and really enjoyed that experience. It's like the New York of the Midwest. I had a great time there. I really did. Made some great friendships and learned some great things. And then it was from there that I, I moved to Texas. Well, those are all great states, all great cities. I love Chicago. I'm four and a half hours from there, and uh, I got family on the other side in Milwaukee. Good friends in Chicago. Had a lot of fun there in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I bet. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your career prior. Well, tell us, I missed this part, but we'll do it now. What is your company's name and what do you guys do? My company name is 551 Media. It's an LLC that I set up. I'm the the owner, the principal consultant there. It's a consultancy. And uh, we specialize in influencer marketing. So that is a growing strategy that's, you know, probably birthed about 10 years ago. And it's it's all about about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's all about getting other people to talk about your product and your services. So I think that the majority of what people hear about influencer marketing is on the consumer side of the fence. And there it's, you know, it's all about Instagram and getting influencers there, people who have large followings or substantial followings to talk about your product and your service, to photograph them, to do videos and everything else and just, you know, hopefully send them to your website, your landing page, your product page, whatever it happens to be. But it's getting those people to talk about your stuff instead of you talking about it yourself. Oh, yeah. It's all about the gram, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But on the business to business side, which would fit with your podcast audience here, it's a growing strategy. And with COVID-19, I've just seen an increase in it and the interest in it. And so it's, again, it's about the same thing, the same general concept. It's about getting other people to talk about your product or your service. But in this case, in the B2B sense, it's you're really leveraging experts, right? So if like, for instance, if I had a some kind of logistics product, Joe, you would be an influencer that I would want to 
get on this podcast and, and, you know, talk about what we're doing or to get you to help me talk about it. So, you know, think of it that way. Sign me up, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and, and business to business is a, you know, it's a big arena. So it means many different things could be technology products, enterprise products. You know, there could be the consumer products there. There could be procurement. It could be supply chain. It could be all these different niches within the business-to-business universe. So, and there are experts in all of those niches. So you'd want to leverage those people to get them to get them to talk about your product and your service. So when I talk about influencer marketing, you know, on the B to C, the business is selling to consumers, it seems fairly easy, right? I get some supermodel to wear my sunglasses, or I get Brad Pitt to wear my new blue blazer, and you pay him. 50 grand of appearance or whatever he gets or whatever she gets. How does it work on this side, on the B2B? Yeah, on the B2B side, there are two main, I'm going to call them buckets, two main buckets of opportunity there. And the first is earned opportunities. And what that means is, is that you reach out to an influencer and you say, hey, I really like the kind of content you're creating. You know, you've got the audience that I want to reach. Is there some way we could collaborate together to work something out? And on the B2B side, there are opportunities where you can work together and earn the content. So there's probably some kind of, you know, favor you would do for them in return, right? So that's an earned opportunity. And then there's a sponsored opportunity, which is where you're going to compensate that influencer directly, you know, whether it's gifting them product, whether you're paying them outright to perform some kind of task for you, which is like maybe writing the content or, you know, putting together a video about it or something like that. So that's there too. But the earned opportunities are still pretty uh, prevalent on the B2B side. It's also harder to find B2B influencer, I imagine, because we're all busy doing our own thing, right? So if you said Richard Branson be a great B2B guy, right? But he's got a business to run. And if he's going to influence anything, he's going to do it for his own firm, right? Yeah, I mean, that's one kind of an influencer, Richard Branson. But again, he's a tycoon. So getting to him would be nearly impossible. But there are plenty of people that are experts, you know, even in the niches where he's operating that you can reach. So and a lot of those people are producing content, whether they run a podcast like you, they do video series, whether they're running a website, a blog, whether they're, you know, maybe they run an online community of some kind, you know, maybe there's people that are writing white papers and doing that kind of thing. So there are influencers all over the place. Many of them operate as independent analysts, consultants, you know, I mean, you name it. And some of them are making a living just directly through the kind of content that they're producing, you know, in conjunction with brands, right? Yeah, well, Tom, we talked about someone. We know Sherry Heinish. She's very much an influencer. I think you mentioned her before when you are on my podcast. Yeah, Sherry's a great example of it. So Sherry's worked with some supply chain companies in the past. I don't think she's doing that now. I think she's just doing her own thing at the moment. But she is an excellent example of a B2B influencer. I often refer other influencers to her because, you know, they could use a little tweaking in terms of how they market themselves and brand themselves. And she does a marvelous job of that. She's just terrific. And probably one of the best examples in the logistics and transportation is the guys over at Freight Waves, Tim Dooner, Kevin Hill. Adam Robinson just went over there. They have a whole, they have the dream team of influencers <laughs> all hanging out at one company, which I call the pirate ship. <laughs> well, they, they don't have Blythe yet. Blythe Broomlove. So, I mean, they, you know, right. until she joins them, you know, they're not complete, right? <laughs> yes, I just talked to Blythe the other day. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's, I told her, you need to do more influencer stuff and less grunt work. She does her own work. So I said, uh, you need to <laughs> find help. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny. There's also, I talk about Ryan Schreiber. He's great over at uh, Care Direct. There's Jamin. There's a lot of guys out there who are creating great content. Cassandra Gaines has done some great stuff. So there's a lot of people kind of picking up the mantle who become all of a sudden very influential in the space. Yeah, exactly. So there are plenty of people out there, actually, and it's just a matter of, of finding them and figuring out which are the ones that you really need to work with. Yes, yes. Okay, so Tom, today's topic is the customer is the hero. So let's talk about this for a second. So my first thought is, of course, the customer is the hero. Who's going to argue this? Why would we even say the customer is the hero? It just seemed like Of course. Well, the reason we need to say it, Joe, is because even though we pay it lip service as marketers or just business people in general, I think the problem is, is that the default thinking always goes back to, well, I got to tell them about my product or service. And, you know, the best way to talk about your product or service is to highlight your customer as the hero, as the one who's overcome the challenge and, you know, hopefully using the solution that you that you have. But whenever we talk about ourselves, people's eyes glaze over, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, that's that. enough about me. What do you think about me, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's, you know, we were just talking about some influencers there like Sherry and, and Blythe and some of the guys you mentioned over Freight Waves and, and other places. You know, so immediately, probably people listen to your podcast, you know, their ears pick up and they're like, wow, oh, hey, those are some influencers. I can relate to that, right? So it's, you know, maybe they listen to them, right? Maybe they listen to some of the podcasts, you know, maybe they're already aware of them. And if they're not, maybe they'll tune in now. So we're sitting here talking about these influencers, these influential people in the logistics space, supply chain space, and we're talking about them. So we're actually advocating them in a sense by doing that because we like them, we know them, we know their content, we know that it's good. But highlighting the customer is a way to tell the story in a way that it's not putting you first, it puts the customer first. And by putting the customer first, your prospective customers are going to relate to that better, right? So there's right. So how do we go about doing that? Yeah, okay. So in the influencer marketing world, this is a critical piece of the puzzle, okay? So the first problem that most marketers or most business people encounter when they're trying to do influencer marketing, for instance, is to think, okay, we got to find some influencers. Let's find out. Let's build a list of influencers. Well, you know, hold on, right? Let's not put the cart before the horse, so to speak. So let's think of it instead of who are those customers that we really want to reach, right? Now, everybody else said, yeah, well, we know that. You know, they're, they're, they're men between the ages of, you know, I don't know, 35 and 45, and, you know, they're this income level, and they're that. Okay, well, those are demographics. So knowing the demographics is really, is, of course, helpful, right? That's data. Data is not bad. So the more data we have, the better, right? However, the kind of data I'm talking about here is psychographics. So psychographics is more along the lines of, okay, well, what are their challenges? What are their pain points in dealing with logistics, the logistics business, for instance. What are they facing daily that's a real pain in the butt? What are the ways that they can get out of it? What are they looking for there? Where are they going for their content? Who are they listening to? You know, what business grouping are they in in terms of where their revenue is at, right? Are most of these people facing challenges that are in the lower number range? You know, is it 5 million to 10 million or is it higher up? Or are the challenges different? between those ranges. So knowing that about your customer is the first thing you want to do and you want to build a customer. What in my part business you would call building a customer avatar. So when you do that, it would be 
actually putting together a picture on paper of the customer. So it could be like men, age, all the demographic stuff, right? But you'd actually assign a name to it. You'd say like Sam, right? All right, Sam is age 49, right? He's been in the business for this number of years. He's probably worked for this number of companies in the past. His income level is this. The challenges he's facing are X, Y, and Z. The pain points that he deals with on a daily basis are what, you know? this is a problem or that's a problem or what is it exactly, right? Is it the billing accuracy that he's having the biggest problem with? Is it the damage in the freight? What is it? What's the biggest pain right. point you face right. on a daily basis, right? And then once you've got that picture, Joe, now you have a really clear idea about who your target customer is. And now you could say, all right, let's talk about people we've helped before, customers who helped before. Most businesses do that, right? They're not part of providing the services, helping the customer overcome challenges and eliminate pain points, right? Yep. yep. So Tom, if, the, I, if I could throw something in there is yeah. uh, when we're talking offline, we talked a little bit about, and I pointed out that a lot of times in transportation logistics, probably warehousing too, we have a superficial understanding of the customer's problems. And partly because when you ask them, hey, what would you like? They say, oh, Joe, just make sure everything's on time and you know, I want good service, answer the phone when I call, and I want a good price. That's about it. So then you kind of go, okay, that's what they want. And somehow, some way have to get beyond that. And and I'll throw in one example in Tom, and I, I love this example is this isn't about logistics, but when Nike was kind of making their big push, they had that big Just Do It campaign, they had done a lot of research about who was buying their shoes, and they found out there was a lot of former athletes wearing their shoes. So these are guys who got, you know, working too many hours, got the kids at home. They're buying Nikes and laying on the couch watching TV, right? Right, right. And so the Just Do It was not about being an excellent athlete. It was just the whole idea of human endeavor. And they said the Just Do It was like, hey, get up do something, man. And recognizing that even though I'm 45 years old and watching TV and eating Cheetos, I want to be an athlete. In my heart of heart, I think I am one. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to require getting up off the couch, right? <laughs> so, That's the hard part, Tom. That's the hard part. <laughs> so, so when they do that, when they buy the Nike brand then, with the swoosh logo, you, they, you know, they were thinking at the time, it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just do it, right? I'm a doer. I'm going to get out there. You know, it means getting out there right? Getting out there a little bit, right? And then, you know, that makes you feel good. And then you just keep doing it and you reinforce it and it feels better, right? But they knew something about their client yes. beyond. So they weren't saying, hey, are you a runner? Are you, uh, do you play basketball? Are you, uh, or do you need high performance running shoes? They weren't saying that. They said, after they analyzed their data, they said, we hear from a lot of guys who say they're 25 pounds overweight and they're depressed and they want to get back out there. Exactly, exactly. So they start marketing to those people. And then they also, if I remember correctly, they'd highlight people that were doing that. Right. right? It so, was human endeavor. Yep. And I remember they had a once ad I loved, which they had Michael Jordan slamming the basketball. And then they had a kid, you could tell a little kid on a dock trying to get the guts up to jump in. And no shoes, no Nike, anything. It's just that whole we can all relate, right? Whether if we remember the first time I jumped off the dock. <laughs> Yeah, so you've got two things working there. So you've got the aspiration. Gee, I would like to do. I would like to do some of the stuff that Michael Jordan does. I m probably will never do it, but I got to give it a try, right? And then you see the kid doing it, and it's like that's me, right? That's me. That's putting the customer as the hero, 
Right. So how do we relate that back to us here in transportation, logistics, warehousing, e-commerce? Well, you said something before where, you know, it's like, well, what do you want? Well, I just want, you know, a good price. I want good service, you know, answer the phone and, you know, whatever else. Well, the word service is a loaded word. Okay. So right there, it's like, you got to ask more questions. What do you mean by service? Is it just answering the phone on time? Is it answering the email within, you know, an hour? You know, what is it? What do you mean by good service? Is it showing up on a weekly or biweekly basis? Is it showing up once a month to, you know, to do a touch base with you and giving a, a download about how everything's going? Is it to do what you were talking about earlier, Joe, about providing a scorecard to them so they can see and get a really clear idea through data where they're going and how things are progressing between the two of you? I mean, what does service mean? Because service is, it's a subjective word. Right. So we use it as if everybody just immediately understands it. But, you know, on a high level, we do. But but you got to drill down. What does it mean for that particular business? So what you're saying is we got to get beyond this superficial understanding, which is, oh, they just want a good price and they want on time right. delivery. We have to somehow figure out a little more about them. And maybe we're not going to find out about their personal life, but maybe some of the other challenges they're experiencing, like maybe I don't know this, I'm making this up, is Logistics is just part of my job, and I just want it to run smoothly. I'm also doing these other things. I'm managing people, and I'm responsible for procurement. And as soon as you start to realize, like, hey, this guy's harried, and he's got other responsibilities, and we can speak to that, how do I make him the hero from that? <laughs> right. Well, you want to tell a story that, you know, is, is highlighting. Yeah, that resonates, right? So the story has got to be about something about how somebody like that has overcome these challenges. So there's, got, there's hope for the future, right? So I'm not going to always be harried. I don't have to be harried unless I really, I'm not willing to like step out and try a new service or product that's going to help me get out from underneath that rock, right? So it's providing the hope that that is totally possible, that that whole challenge can just be put behind you and put to bed. It can be in the past, right? Right. So what does this actually look like when we talk about make the customer the hero? What does that look like if you're trying to make that real? Okay, so let's take a B2B company, okay, as an example. And the, and the one I'm going to highlight here is a, a procurement company, because you've mentioned procurement before. So Coupa, it's spelled C-O-U-P-A.com. So if you go to Coupa... They're a German or, company? I don't, I don't know where they're based exactly. Yeah. They may be. They may be German. I okay. know they've got a huge presence here in the United States. Okay. But if you go to their website, you'll notice that the customers are all over it. Meaning there's stories about the customers all over the place. So it's like XYZ companies doing this, blah, 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 blah. Here's how uh, ABC company overcame these challenges. Now, if you go to their events or even look at their online events, they're totally focused on the customer. So the customer is telling stories about how they overcame things and how Coupa helped them. So it's not Coupa telling you how great they are and how wonderful their product is. It's the customer's are being highlighted. The customers are the heroes there. I remember looking at one of their online events, or not online event, but an actual physical event last year before COVID hit us all. And they had banners all over the place inside of the, the venue highlighting the customers. It was all right. about the customers. It was all like, you know, the chief procurement officer at XYZ company, you know, with his face or her face, you know, on this big poster, banners, all over the place with quotes. And then they gave the customers the opportunity to talk to influencers that they had invited into the event. And these influencers were conducting 
interviews, video interviews with them, with the customers, not with Coupa. Yeah, of course, Coupa did a few of the, you know, a few too, but the majority of the interviews were all with the customers. Right. So what does that tell you when you're looking at that, right? If you need a procurement solution and you're looking at that, you're going to say to yourself, oh my gosh, look at all those companies lining up. They're all talking about Greg. Maybe we should be looking at Coupa. Yeah. Right. Well, especially, <laughs> especially if they're telling a story that you recognize as your own, right? You go, oh my God, that guy says <laughs> that his life was out of control. He didn't have a system. He didn't have good processes. He wasn't getting the results he wanted. And now he is. And I remember, Tom, when we were talking a little bit about this the other day, there's a book, Story Brand, and I always have people read it. I think it's a great book, Donald Miller. And in that book, he talks about you make the customer the hero, but he says, you make them Luke Skywalker, you as the brand, you as the business, you're Yoda. <laughs> and so all you're doing is guiding Luke through this challenge he's got to get overcome. What a, great, tra- an- the what transformation. a great analogy. Yeah, what a great analogy, right? Tom, you're my Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Tom has given me good advice on stuff, so here is my Yoda. I wish I, I wish I had the little witticisms that Yoda has. Uh, I'll have to come up with some of those. But no, that's a great analogy because you know Luke has got to go out there and take on the universe, right? It's not going to be Yoda. You know, Yoda's sitting there on that you know sort of desolate, not desolate, but sort of like jungly, swampy planet, and he's just sort of hanging out in his bungalow there and doing his thing. And then you know Luke shows up and says, "Hey, man, I hear you're the dude who can help me get out of this." You know, and Yoda's like, "All right." Yeah, yeah, I could totally help you. But I'm going to show you how you need to do it, right? These are the things you need to be thinking about. And a lot of it is mindset, right? A lot of what Yoda is teaching Luke is mindset. It's like, you got to stop looking at the universe this way and look at it this way. And if you look at it this way, it opens up all of these opportunities to you. So, yeah, but essentially right. that's... You notice Yoda didn't talk about his own greatness. He didn't talk y- Yoda's about... Yoda's not sitting there going, hey, man, <laughs> let me tell you about my resume here. And here's some reinforcing points as to why you're here, you know, because I was doing this and that. And, and Luke's going to be like, what's with that, man? I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about how am I going to become a Jedi Knight? Right. Tom, you said something and I never heard it before. And it sounds like something I should have heard. It's features tell and benefits sell. And Yoda wasn't talking about, oh, let me tell you again about my past and my glory. I'm not the hero. You're the hero, Luke. And he said, talked about the benefits of doing these things. Yeah. And, you know, think about the features, right? So some of the features to that might be like, okay, Luke, here's a lightsaber. It's got this wattage. It's got, you can cut through steel with it. You can vanquish your opponents. You can, you know, turn it on with one hand. Notice how you could turn it on with one hand with that thumb. <laughs> Right, just flip the right. switch, boom, it's on. Yeah, those are all features. Yoda's talking about features. Yoda's talking about benefits, right? So he's like, look, man, if you could use this tool in conjunction with your mindset, you're going to be able to overcome all of these hurdles that you see, right? So it's about right. how you think about it, how you approach it, right? So it's all about Yoda's putting Luke first, right? Yep. Yoda's all about putting Luke first. He's talking about the benefits of all the things that, you need to do or need to look at, and all the features are just, they're just buttons and switches and stats. Right. So, Tom, if I could interrupt for just a sec. So, one of the things I'm thinking here is we have to get past that superficial. We have to somehow start working with people who will let us in a little bit. And I think the nature of transportation, logistics, warehousing, we're also, everything's hectic. And I think we got to get people aside. And sometimes we don't, in logistics, we're always far away from our customers. We have to somehow, some way, 
meet them, have a phone call that isn't harried, and get beyond the superficial and start to understand what are some of their hopes and dreams and aspirations, whatever, work-wise, not, <laughs> and really get that deeper understanding of them so we can start to say, let me tell your story. I want to understand the transformation you want to make from where you're at today to superhero. Yeah, how you got to where you are now. From now to world-class, I want to be able to, to understand what transformation you want to make and then be able to tell the story of other people who I've helped go from, you know, in a rut, jammed up in a bad current state to world class. Yeah, here's a, you know, you may have mentioned before, I don't know whether it was here during the recording or whether it was, you know, when we were talking earlier. But one of the things is when you go in and you're talking to a client, they're just saying, I'm really busy. You know, I'm so busy. I got all these tasks. Well, if they're not willing to invest in the relationship with you, you're not going to get that much out of it either side. Right. I remember years ago when I was still doing PR, we were helping a major pharmaceutical company and we were helping them with their media relations. Right. And a lot of the media relations we were teaching them was, well, these are the things you need to know about reporters. Right. You need to understand how a reporter operates. And then once you understand that in the mindset, well, then you'll be able to interact with them on a much more productive level. And one of the comebacks from one of the ladies that was there with the pharmaceutical company said, these reporters have to understand that I'm busy. And I'm like, okay, so you're busy, but so are they. They're just as busy as you are. But their job is to dig and to come up with stories, right, that are going to be compelling for the audience, right, for the consumers out there. So if you're not going to be responsive, <laughs> what's the point of doing media relations? Right. <laughs> right. Right. I totally agree with that, Tom. And you know, what I always use this term, and I'm going to do a podcast on this, is the customers who've, this is my whole career, the customers who've let me in, who've who said, hey, let's sit down and let's let's talk about where we're at and where we want to be and said, you know, been open and honest with me from the beginning and sought a relationship. Those are better. Those are always better results than the guy or the gal who holds you at arm's length and says, oh, God, I don't really have time. Yeah, you're doing great. I'll tell you if I don't like it. Right. And you go, where do I stand with this guy? And the problem for what we're discussing is I can never understand where they want to be. I can never understand something beyond, I just want a good price and uh, good service. And, and uh, yeah, send me your scorecard. Yeah, last week I was unhappy, but I'm happy now, so don't call me anymore. That ends badly. You're either going to fire that customer or they're going to fire you. That's just how it works. So we need to get to know these guys so we can tell, as you said, the compelling story of their transformation. So if I can tell that story and let them and help them tell that story to my future customers. Yeah, exactly. So if you can get in there and really develop that relationship, right? And that relationship means a really good communication channel between the two of you, right? It's not, uh, I'll let you know when, uh, you know, when you're doing something wrong, right? Because that's not a relationship, right? That's just, I don't know what that is, but that's just, that's not. That's logistics. That's, that's, well, that's just not <laughs> beneficial to either side. And I mean, that's that's true of any business, right? Not just logistics. It's like, I've heard that before. I've sold products before. I, I've heard all that stuff before. But, you know, the main point is, is that if there's a relationship there, what you do is you tease out the story from the client, right? And you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to highlight this for you. Right. Let's highlight this story for you. And one of the ways to do it is you could tell that story on your own website or your own blog. Right. That's one way to do it. Yep. You could say, here's customer XYZ. We helped them, but 
our helping them is really not the point here. I want to talk about what they were going through in their business. And yeah, they ended up using us and we were the solution, certainly. But that story is going to attract other prospective customers because they're going to identify with it. And they're going to say, that's just like us. The yes. stuff they're going through, that's just like us. That's just like us, right? And they're going to, you know, maybe Joe is the... Yeah, maybe Joe's company is the one I should be working with. Because look, there's story after story here about people that are in my boat, or I'm in their boat, or they were in my boat, and they helped, they got them out of it. They helped them yeah. get out of it. So, you know, that's attractive. Yeah, and Tom, there's a tendency, I think this is just human nature, to think my situation is different. And so, so often when you go see a customer, they go, oh, yeah, Joe, what you're saying, I like it, but, you know, we're different. We're different than other shippers. We're different than other guys who need storage products, right? And that's the tendency. That's human nature. So if they can see a story where they go, ooh, you know, that guy must be very unique just like me because his story is my story. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, if you know those stories intimately, you can reference those when talking to these other businesses. Yep. You can call that out. You know, it's, and in my business, it's called social proof, Right. That's why when you go to most, a lot of what websites. Is, what is social proof? Well, when you go to a website, for instance, and then you, you, know, you scroll down just a little bit and you'll start seeing testimonials. Yep. Those are all customers. So yep. the customers are saying, for instance, JoeLynch.com helped me. Da, 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 you know, or I was facing this dilemma. I never thought I'd get out of it you know, until I met Joe and boom. And so what that does is in your mind, it's like, wow, these are the people that Joe's helped. Maybe he can help me too. Maybe I should be speaking to Joe, right? I shouldn't be dismissing him. Maybe this is the solution I really need here. Now notice it's not you talking about them. It's them talking about you. Yes. And Tom, you know what? The, the one thing about it is I love and we talked about this when we were prepping, is this is all completely authentic. If I helped you and then I interview you and you're on my podcast or you on a video or just giving a nice reference testimonial, it's not fake. You know, you when you say, hey, Joe helped me do the following, it's not me spinning anything. It's not me trying to, you know, be me manipulative. I'm just, I'm using a testimonial. Exactly. Exactly. Completely, completely open, honest, you know, the right integrity level. We're all happy with it. Yeah. So if as a company, if you're going to put your customer first, you're going to tell those customer stories every place you can, right? So in your marketing, you're going to do that. On your website, you're going to do that. If you're holding an event, you're going to do that. Whether it's a virtual event or a physical event, you're going to do that. When you're meeting with prospective customers, well, you could sit there and rattle off all the details about your own company, but you could really just leave that behind as a spec sheet too, right? That could be your right. leave behind. Right. And really what you should be doing is like, all right, I'm going to tell you about ABC Company. Here are the challenges they were facing. This is the swamp they were stuck in, you know, and here's how they got out of it. And yet we were, we're the solution they used. Yep. So I uh, love it. Yeah. You know, and then when a company says to you, well, uh, we're different. Are you different than, are you different than, you know, Sam's company over here? Because Sam was doing this, that, and the other thing, just like you were, they're faced with the same issues. And here's how we helped them get out of it. Yep. Right? Yep. I love this. So, Tom, Summarize this topic. I know it's a big one and we've gone a lot of different directions, but please give us a little summary on this topic. Okay. So remember, to put the customer as the hero, it's not about you, it's about them. So that means a few different things, right? So first, know who they are. Know who that customer is really, really well. Know their business, know their pain points, know their challenges. And if you've helped them get out of where they were to where they are now, right, you want to know how that was done. You want to know what that's all about. Yeah, describe that transformation. 
Yeah, that transformation, right. So you need to know those challenges they face. That's critical. It's number two. You've got to know those challenges, those pain points. Number three, you've got to be able to show them the prospective customer that there's hope for the future, right? That things can change, the challenges can be overcome, right? So those are the success stories you're going to talk about, right? Then the solution, all right? Well, what is the solution? Well, the solution is, well, you know, they've worked with us and this is our solution package here. And then the proof, right? You want to show proof. So there's different kinds of proof. There's analytical proof. There's social proof, like I talked about before, about seeing the testimonials and all. But, you know, there's also, we help them grow from here to here, right? We help them, you know, improve revenue from this amount to that amount, right? And then decrease, let's say, damage in shipments, on-time performance. We've measured it for you and we've increased on-time performance, you know, 10% or whatever it happens to be, Right. right? So those are the types of things you're going to want to show that data, that proof. And that's going to resonate a heck of a lot more than just running through, well, here's who we are, how long we've been in operation, how well you know the business, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and everybody's right. eyes glaze over. Yeah, Tom, it's, fun, it's funny. I think what ends up happening, and again, I think these are just human things that happen, is when we get new technology and you go, oh my God, this is so great. I know all the things it can do. And you start describing that and we get lost in ourselves. And before you know it, the customer is used to <laughs> glazed eyes going, Oh, some techie came in and bored me about his stupid, his stupid technology. Yeah, it's it's, and they wanted to hear how they could be Luke. Yeah, yeah, they want to be Luke. They don't want to sit there and you know hear about how to turn on the lightsaber, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is this is good stuff. Tom, you're my Yoda. So tell us me a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing over at your company, five five one. Yeah. So at my company, I help business to business companies, B2Bs, leverage influencer marketing, right? And influencer marketing incorporates all of this stuff. So putting your customer, you know, first, making them the hero, that's all part of it. And it's really about getting other people to talk about you or your customers and evangelize that for you because you're their wingman. Yeah, hearing it through other people is so much, it just resonates so much better. If we just think about the stories that we ingest and like to hear, if we just step back for a second and think about that, you'll notice that a lot of it is this kind of thing, right? It's, yeah. it's, you'll see it in advertising all the time. It's a little bit more subtle, but it's good advertising is all about that. So it's about doing these things. So that's what we do at 551 Media. We help companies work with online influencers to get their story out there to drive brand awareness, consideration, and leads, and ultimately sales. I can tell you this from my own experience with Tom. He was on my podcast before, and he's been very helpful to me, guiding me on a few projects I've been working on, is he has always been on the lookout for people who are influencers in space. And so if you ask any B2B thing, he says, yeah, you got to talk to this guy. (laughs) He directed me to a whole bunch of sites of influencers. So he knows who those guys are. <laughs> and gals. Don't worry. Dude, don't yeah, gals the, too. Don't forget <laughs> the ladies. They're out there, you know? They're probably better at this than, because I'm thinking of, again, Blythe and uh, Sherry. And Sherry, and, yeah. Uh, although I guess, you know, yeah, I don't know her, but I, there's uh, people over at Freight Waves, the woman, I think her name's Emily. This is, a lot of these people are women. You're right. Yeah. And there are growing in numbers, which is, I think, good to see. It just provides a different perspective on things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tom, Yoda, this has been so good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, well, thanks for having me, Joe.
Yeah. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com. <laughs>